0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna make him an awful you.
1: As far
2: back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
0: Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. In
1: film, church. Well, a a boy's best friend is his mother. You've seen these movies where they say "Make my day" or "I'm your worst nightmare." Well, listen to this one: Rubber Baby Boogie Bumpers. (laughs) Ha. You didn't know
0: I was going to say that, did you? Hello,
2: and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Brandon. And I'm Lewis. And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. And today... I picked the film Last Action Hero, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, you got to listen to the end of the episode to hear what we're watching next week. As always, uh, I picked this film because recently I've rewatched the Terminator films and I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger docu series on Netflix, and this movie was on my mind. Well, also we. <laughs> We watched Purple Rose of Cairo last week, so it again brought it back to memory. I was like, man, I should go back and watch that. So we did. (laughs) And uh, you can find out what we think about it here in a few minutes. But first, we want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to the show. Thank you for sharing it and listening every Sunday and uh, loving movies as much as we do. If you want to share it with your friends, you can tell them to go to filmchurchradio.com and that will send them to all the different podcast platforms wherever they want to listen to us. Um, We're also on social media at Film Church Radio. We post clips and stuffs. So go check it out. Um, Before we get into the feature presentation sermon, we're going to... Um, talk about other movies other than the feature that we've been watching, kind of like hymns before the sermon. So we got a couple to discuss. Mm-hmm. What have you been watching, Lewis? And how are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you because um, I'd seen it before, Yeah, which I had kind of forgotten about until... I looked it up, so I'm excited to kind of go over that with you. Yeah. But before we do, like we said, um, I've been watching bits and bobs, really. I mean, Disney, because they're celebrating their 100th anniversary, they're re releasing films in cinemas. So, all the way back, um, you know, from the first, from Snow White forward. So, I'm trying to get to as many as possible with my daughter just so she can see them on the big screen. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that's cool. So we went to see Bambi, um, which Traumatized I haven't watched. Her. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't watched it for I don't know how long, like such a long time. Um, and I, you know, I was kind of in two minds whether to take it just because of the the traumatizing elements to it. Yeah. Um, apart from just being like, "Where's Where's Bambi's mummy?" At one point, she didn't really seem that bothered, which was good. So I feel like we had skipped, you know, that terrible, terrible moment. Yeah. Um, to say I was underwhelmed with it would be pretty, would be pretty spot on. I think I, I don't know quite was that what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I think that it was just like a, it feels like a show off of the animation that they can do at this point. Mm. You know, there's some really well animated sequences, and I really like the April showers scene but i mean not a lot really happens it doesn't feel very well plotted it doesn't move very fast there's like i can tell my like my daughter was getting really bored at certain points you know um so movies have come a long way since then yeah yeah and it was you know well it doesn't really i don't know tell much of the story yeah
2: yeah I guess yeah. there's good movies and bad movies throughout cinema. But, yeah. I mean, Bambi just became yeah.
1: famous because of the... Yeah, the harrowing aspects to it. I mean, it is a Disney movie, but yeah. yeah like I feel like it's kind of looped. I, I haven't watched Pinocchio for a long time, so I don't know if this is like unfair, but I feel like it's, it's roped in with Pinocchio and Dumbo with being not brilliant films, but there's elements to it that are like haunting yeah so they get talked about and like brought up a lot you know um yeah i'm not a big fan of like the early disney period up to about bambi i think snow white's really great yeah um but then it kind of so i'm looking forward you know we've been to see another one but i'll save that for a future episode um but i'm looking forward to going just being able to experience them in the cinema is great yeah you know they're on disney plus so they're very accessible But it's not the same. Yeah. You know, we can go in and kind of get settled and be like, here we go. You know, big, big moment. So um, I'm glad that they're doing it. Do you
2: think going to see it in the cinema kind of made you um, realize that it wasn't as good as you thought it was?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the fact that I was like paying, you know, one on one attention with it and I could just feel the energy from my daughter you know yeah how she was reacting to it and stuff um was a big indication and i think if i had yeah if i'd been like passively watching it if we put it on her, been in and out i probably would have given it a higher grade yeah because i'd have been like oh it's bambi you know but actually sitting and watching it and taking it as a movie it's fine yeah it's not brilliant yeah you know um and then i switched gears <laughs> um <laughs> and it's kind of mostly down to rewatching this film. I've been trying to rewatch a lot of kind of old favorites, I guess, and seeing how they hold up how I feel. So we rewatched The Departed from 2006, the great Scorsese. Um just and it's I love this song. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I know it's based on the Internal Affairs trilogy. Um so it's not an original. Um but it's I mean Jack Nicholson at his best. Leo at his best, Matt Damon at his best, mm. you know, Matt Wahlberg. It's um, it's so good, yeah, and so tense, and just like entertaining, you know. Um, it it's such a brilliant classic film. classic, Scorsese. I know, yeah, I can't believe that it's not, it's not held up at the in the same esteem as like Goodfellas and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna you know?
2: say, I feel like most people. I mean, it's been a minute since I watched departed i think yeah but i feel like in film conversations most people are like oh yeah they just gave it gave scorsese the award for the departed because yeah you know it was time to pay him his dues or whatever and uh yeah he really deserved it for these other movies which he probably did but like
0: mm.
1: you know he deserved it for this one too right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah definitely i think that it's it's such a well-crafted movie. You know, there's still bits that you kind of on the edge of your seat. Yeah. At you know, um, and only a master can take it and kind of elevate it above. You know, it. I'm sure that the it would have been a good film. You know, because the script is really tight and stuff. But it's his direction that really pushes it to the next level. Yeah. You know. Do you think um, The
2: Departed is more accessible? To Like, like, was it more accessible and more, uh, I don't know what the gross numbers were for The Departed versus, like, Goodfellas. And and then Scorsese does, like, yeah. also very artsy things
1: sometimes where people don't go see them yeah. at all. I feel like The Departed yeah, is pretty mainstream. That, uh, yeah, I know that The Departed, and um, I think, you know, The Departed and Shorter Island were kind of my early Scorsese memories. I can remember, I mean, the party came out in what, 2006, I would have been um, like 15. So I was like the perfect age to really be, you know, into it. Um, Whereas like Raging Bull and stuff, it took me a little bit longer to appreciate how brilliant that film is. Yeah. Um, And I know that we, like a year or so ago, both watched King of Comedy and we both loved it. Yeah. Um, So I think, that yeah, I think that it's definitely, if you were, you know, a young, person interested in filmmaking um, and a bit, you know, he can be very daunting in Scorsese because his films are long and, you know, there's the convoluted and span like decades, yeah, most of them, you know, so, um, but Departed is a really tense action thriller that you should probably start with potentially. Plus it has like a lot of A-listers in the cast as opposed to like, you know,
2: his older work, which has like more indie actors. Yeah, I mean some of them. I mean they're they're a listers, you know for sure and legends now. But I feel like at the time maybe they weren't, um, you know, mm. as mainstream
1: as the actors he put in the Departed, as
2: well known. Yeah,
1: know. yeah, agreed. Yeah, there's still some Scorsese I need to tick off the list. I know I'm gonna love Hugo, but I've just bro.
2: Never I've never watch watched it. Hugo either
1: okay well, that's interesting <laughs> we should we should definitely watch that we should definitely do it yeah um, but yeah so hugo is on the watch list yeah cool <laughs> but i mean that was it I'm, like i said i'm going to try and save some for future episodes um because my watching has slowed down a little bit moving back home but um but yeah i think you know a fine film that's well regarded and a brilliant film that should be higher regarded. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. What about yourself? What have you been watching?
2: Uh, a couple of things. Um, I watched Lost in Translation, the Sofia Coppola yeah. movie. Mm. You, uh, you've you seen it, right? I have seen it, yeah. Okay, so we can talk about it. I don't know how yeah. to actually talk about this movie. It. Um, I don't know. My Letterboxd review was sus. <laughs> That's all I put was just sus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is how I felt the whole entire movie. I was like, what is the point of this? What are you trying to say? What is, you know, are you trying to you trying to make this okay cuz this is weird. And yeah. um yeah. and then uh the cultural representation was also mm, icky. And uh, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I read some letterbox reviews that were, like, trying to say that um, the view of Japan is supposed to be from the white people's perspective. So that's why it's supposed to feel kind of... Mm-hmm misrepresented in a way i guess yeah. but at the same time it's yeah. like i don't know i didn't i don't know yeah. it didn't really come across to me it
1: always feels like a long reach when you get something like yeah that. it's like yeah maybe it just wasn't i don't know research wasn't done properly it was you know
2: i don't, I don't know. know i mean yeah uh, well and i didn't do my research properly i just kind of watched this and then moved on and had a few conversations yeah. about it which someone also told me that um Sophia Coppola made this because she loved going to Japan and this was like mm. kind of a love letter to it and I don't really get that either <laughs> you know? yeah. I was just like <laughs> and then yeah. i found out that um uh, Scarlett Johansson was like 17 when they made this movie which makes it even worse yeah. Because, like, the opening shot is just of her, like, butt. And it's like, yeah. Mm. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs>
0: mm.
2: yeah. And it's like, you can't tell me you're not, like, I mean, it's like you show kids' butts in movies all the time, but, like, it was obviously
1: sexualized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, that opening shot is incredibly famous. I feel like I've seen it more than the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Without like that makes me sound like I'm searching, <laughs> like just without searching it out. <laughs> I made a poster of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: Uh But it is one of those things that it, like you you feel like you would see on
1: billboards or something. Yeah,
2: promoting the movie.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen The Virgin Suicides? No. Is that Sofia mm-hmm. Coppola yeah, as well? That's, it is. Yeah. It's um, it's really good. Yeah. I
2: would. I mean, I want to watch all of her movies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't get it. Um. Yeah. It just didn't connect with me, and and just. I mean, I, you know, I am watching it twenty years later, and that's mad. <laughs> and uh, that's twenty years. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, the the whole thing with Bill Murray's scandal has happened and uh yeah you know which doesn't help the movie at all um i don't know i mean there i like the style of it i like the um i don't know i like characters sitting and talking you know everybody's really good in the movie um Forget the actor's name, but he plays like he has. He has a show called Sneaky Pete, I think,
1: that plays her husband. And uh, is it Giovanni Ribisi? Ribisi?
2: I'm not sure. Uh, Probably. Hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: Who kills me in Saving Private Ryan? I haven't seen that either.
2: What kind of film person am I? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, he was—he's super young in the movie. He almost seems younger than Scarlett Johansson. He's so young. I don't know. That's it's so weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're supposed to be just uh, married adults. It's very weird cuz they both just yeah. seem like children. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I'm I'll probably give it a rewatch if I do like a just a couple of watch through. Watch all of her movies Yeah, and...
1: yeah that'll be. I'd be up for
2: that. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, it would. But yeah, then other than that, I also watched Lady Bird, another female no. director. Preach. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of course we did a whole episode on Greta Gerwig a couple of weeks ago, but um, so I I I rewatched it when I was watching her stuff, and yeah, um, it's such a real movie like yeah. the relationship with her parents is i don't know it's almost too real for me like trying to yes. trying to watch yeah. it it yeah. it is it is such a good movie but like it just puts you right there in that uncomfortable space of like being a teenager and feeling like your parents um are just t- being tyrannical over you, yeah, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. have no idea what you want or um, who you are, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I can say more about that without getting too personal, but <laughs> it... Uh, it I mean to me the movie is is perfect because it's it is real, you know, and it captured something yeah. very real, you know. Yeah. And there's funny Definitely. stuff too. I mean, it is a fun movie. There's there's funny yeah. stuff, the dialogue is funny, it's very well written. Mm-hmm. Um you know. It's just that the mother daughter relationship is just like I don't know,
1: man. Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know that when I went to see it you know I was first in line Greta Gerwig's like directorial debut I absolutely adored it and then I took Chelsea to see it because I'd gone to see it without her she was probably working or something um, and while I you know I really responded to it in like my own personal way Chelsea had a very intense emotional reaction to it and it just elevated it even more yeah so I was just like you know not only does it speak to me who hasn't who isn't a woman and hasn't had like a mother daughter relationship <laughs> But it speaks to my, you know, my wife who has on a very intense, um, in a very intense way. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is, you know, just knocking it out of the park across the board. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's brilliant. It is a, an amazing movie. If you haven't seen
1: it, mm-hmm. people, go see it. Yes. And it's in tw- it was 2017, which oh, is just... A lot has happened. Yeah. It just, I always feel like this film was like 2020. You know, it wasn't that long ago. But nope. It was the same year as Cars 3. <laughs> uh, oh,
2: man. Yeah. And, and also, when I think back about stuff like this, I'm like, I was working at Studio Movie Grill when that came out. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't. I can't remember watching it first. I can't remember if I went and saw it there or if I just saw a bunch of parts of the movie before I saw it
0: Mm.
2: or when I... ah, It's hard to remember. And then also I'm like, why didn't I get a poster? Do I have a poster? I don't know. Because I (laughs) would take a lot of posters. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have one. I don't think I do, unfortunately, Mm. but missed out there for sure. I think I would remember if I had gotten one, but yeah, I don't know. The thing is, when I worked at the movie theater the first time, like when I worked at Carmike, I, uh, I did take almost every poster, <laughs> even if I didn't like the movie. And then <laughs> at some smart. point, I was like, okay, this has gotten out of hand. I need to be more. <laughs> I need to pick and choose. So when I, you know, went back to yeah. working at a movie theater, I was I picked and and chose but um now i wish i had just taken everything again (laughs) (laughs) because then i could be sure i got it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's it nice you ready i sure am to talk about our feature presentation last action hero. This isn't the movies anymore. Danny is obsessed with a fictional movie character, action hero Jack Slater. When a magical ticket transports him into Jack's latest adventure, Danny finds himself in a world where movie magic and reality collide. Now it's up to Danny to save the life of his hero and new friend. Um... So, yeah, you've seen this movie before, yeah, uh, um I've seen this movie before I saw it when I was a kid um when uh, yeah, I had already been wanting to go back and watch this before you had picked purple Rose of Cairo, and then when mm-hmm. you picked purple Rose of Cairo, it was like perfect time here we go, yeah, <laughs> double feature back to back movie characters coming out of the movie, but also like. Yeah. It kind of goes along with Barbie as well. Yeah. Fictional characters yeah. coming into the real world. Um, this isn't the same movie that I remember in my head. Completely. It's oh. still uh, it's mm. still very fun. But uh, I think there's a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that kind of blend in my head as one yeah. thing. Yeah. And maybe I was thinking of some of like Jingle All the Way or something as well. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But um, the one thing that I did remember about this movie was them going to Blockbuster and seeing the standee (laughs) of (laughs) Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator. I was like, I know that's in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because... I'm pretty sure when I saw this movie as a kid, I had no idea who Sylvester Stallone was. Yeah. But I knew that just thought, oh, I knew that, that joke was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I knew mm-hmm. that uh Well, I, I mean I sort of remember watching that like that. It's weird because you know, I can't place, you know, how old I was or where I was, but I have this memory of like watching that scene and then the adults around me laughing. And then kind yeah. of explaining to me who Stallone mm-hmm. was, you know, that they were like yeah. rivals. Rivals, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what I could remember. Um, when I was looking to see if we should watch this movie, I'd, I'd seen that you had seen the movie already and did not rate it <laughs> very high at all. So I was like, <laughs> should I pick this? I don't know. Uh so what did you think? Did you end up going back and watching the Schwarzenegger doc at
1: All or or uh I haven't had a chance to watch the docum um the doc at all, unfortunately. Um but it has really kind of sparked my interest in going back and like ticking off his films that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um because there's quite a few you know, quite a big quite a few big hitters, you know. I've never seen um where is it kindergarten cop never seen total recall um i haven't seen junior Yeah, (laughs) yeah these kind of the i guess the ones that he's more known for have you seen twins Um, i have seen twins i have not seen it i've seen twins yeah um i watched it on a plane (laughs) that's all i really remember from it i think it was on a flight i was on once Uh, well it must have been because i watched it on it um but so, yeah, so when you suggested that, I pulled it up um, and I'd given it two stars before. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, go this whole podcast by being like, did I like it more? I did like it more. <laughs> I'm not gonna, obviously not going to say what the rating is. I did like it a lot more. I think I must have just been passively watching it or not really, you know, been doing something else while it was on. Yeah. Um, because on, I really feel like this is a film that I would have, Kind of like really long yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. It's poking fun at like the film industry as a whole. Arnold Schwarzenegger is it? never like it's at the peak of his career. Yeah,
2: see, that's the interesting you know? thing about it is like I feel like the like this movie is meta, right? And yeah, that's the whole thing right now with movie. Like so many movies mm-hmm. are like let's let's be meta, you know? Let's reference yeah. ourselves and make fun of ourselves and um
0: Yeah.
2: I mean Matrix Four did it and like it it's it's interesting that well and plus like especially when actors get older that have been movie stars, you know, they'll do kind of like a a meta movie that like where they come back as their old action self and yeah. reference yeah. their older stuff. And almost be like a celebrate. I mean, Indiana Jones Five was just trying yeah, to do that, yeah. you know. Um, but what's interesting is this movie did it in the height of Schwarzenegger's career. Like I feel like this yeah. is a movie that celebrates his career and makes fun of it, and has and and has and celebrates action movies, nineties mm-hmm. and eighties action movies. Um, it just feels like way ahead of its time. It feels like the movie that everybody's going to talk about when Arnold Schwarzenegger passes, mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, Scream came out in 1996, and that was lauded as being like, you know, oh, it's aware of the tropes, the character. You know, it's an in-joke about the genre. Yeah. And it's like, this is exactly the same, but three years earlier. Yeah. Just about a different genre. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, we'll get on to kind of why? some reasons yeah. why I didn't do very well at the box office. <laughs> but I don't know why it's not held in a higher regard. You yeah. Know? Um. Yeah, I don't... It's very, very odd, like you said, to get a superstar, right, so get at the height of his career, make something like this. This is normally like... You were right, like the last... It was, you know, the last part of someone's career. It's like, it's an in-joke because it's them. Yeah yeah whereas he had always like that is already the in joke
2: yeah yeah um i saw that uh i guess siskel and ebert said that it was like 10 minutes too long Mm. i totally disagree because i think what's great about this movie is it's got like three endings which I know normally that would be like a negative especially if you're watching The Return of the King (laughs) but (laughs) which has like seven but like and I love Return of the King by the way it's not a knock at it but like you know that that was a movie where people were like oh my god like it, it was clear that a lot of people were just ready for the ending in Return of the King Yeah. whereas in this movie it's kind of like you know they have the ending within the move when they're in the movie world, yeah. Um, and Leo Lafarge blows up and <laughs> and they almost catch the bad guy, and then yeah. it's like they're like, "Nah, let's go further. Like, how far can yeah. we take this this crazy idea?" Which is, I think, what any great art does. You know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah. It uh, I I think the the runtime is great and normally you know i think i mean there's so many cheesy bad action movies and i would say schwarzenegger is in a a few (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think this is one of them
1: no
0: i don't think so you know yeah
2: it's uh it's pretty fun you know all the way through it's yeah yeah
1: it's a blast. It's the kind of film where you put it on and it's just it just keeps your attention the whole time. Yeah. You know, by the time you get into the film there's enough jokes and like, you know, action set pieces that before you know it you're 2 hours in, you know, you're nearly at the end like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um which is which is a credit to it, definitely. And
2: that's that's the other thing too is like that the action and the set pieces like everything looks really cool. Like it, it's all it mostly yeah. in camera, you know. There's not yeah. a bunch of CGI. Um, there's a couple of green screen shots, but it's not. You know, there's no digital recreations of things. Um, yeah, and I feel like that that makes me miss action movies like you know older action movies i think yeah um yeah. i mean tom cruise does it pretty well in mission impossible you know there's not yeah. a ton of yeah usually not a ton of cgi although i feel like this last one he did um dead reckoning part 1 was it was had a little more Green screen yeah. than the other ones, and I think it's because they shot it during COVID. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know, man. I was like watching this movie, and I was like, "Do I love movies because I love action movies?" You know, like
1: I feel like it is a gateway, isn't it? Yeah, I,
2: I yeah. mean, just thinking about all the the movies I loved as a kid. Yeah, a, a lot of them are gonna be action movies. Um. You know, we did our top 10 last month, and my favorite number one was uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, which that's an action movie.
1: You know, when, yeah. at the end of the yeah. day,
2: it's an action movie.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think, I think when you go to the cinema, you know, movies are an escape. And what's a bigger escape than watching a six foot five Austrian with muscles bulging? You know, <laughs> blowing up things and jumping out of helicopters—like yeah. it's the it's the purest form of escapism that there is. Um, and you're right, I think that yeah, we love action movies. Yeah, who doesn't? You know, I think that at the moment it's a bit of a taboo word because we've had so many superior films that fit into that genre, right? You know, it's kind of like ugh, everyone feels a bit fatigued on them. But when you go back and watch, especially the height of the 80s and 90s, these kind of blockbuster action movies they're brilliant yeah and they're so fun yeah which is super important it's just like a a good time at the movies you know yeah um it made me think of the meg recently Mm. which um is not a good film but is a fun time yeah and the but these juggle being a good film and being a good time as well yeah i think that now it's you know it's one or the other yeah, <laughs> you go and you are like that was really good, but I'm really depressed. Or oh, that was terrible. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh,
2: it is something I wish that studios and filmmakers would try to st- to try st- try to strive for both. Yeah, again, yeah, you know, yeah, because I feel like the Marvel movies did, you know, for a while. Yeah, um, and that's part of the reason they did so well.
1: I guess we've got the John Wick films, but I always see them as a bit more serious now. I don't see them as like fun. Mm,
0: Yeah,
1: you know. Um, I could be wrong. I haven't seen the last one, but
2: yeah, because action—I mean, action now is pretty brutal. You know, because it's got to be real. You know, so like when you're when you're punching somebody, you're gonna break something. You know. Yeah. It's like yeah, and then you gotta scream in agony. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little more like, yeah, it's a little more traumatizing, I, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that Netflix are kind of attempting some stuff like The Grey Man. I think that was last yeah. year or the year before Ryan Gosling. That was in a similar vein as like The Mission Impossible and kind of these kind of films. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> so, you know, you can't have it. But we've got them, like you said, we've got the Mission Impossible yeah films. Yeah. So, you know, we're kind of halfway there. Um, what's really surprising is that Arnold made this in '93, and then in '94 he made like another tongue-in-cheek, like, um, what's the word, like, tongue-in-cheek film about, like the kind of genres he got famous for in *True Lies*. Yeah. Directed by James Cameron, like it's very, it. That's the film I thought about a lot watching this, mm. because the very kind of the lampooning the the genre itself. Yeah. It's pretty amazing within a year. And then True Lies did a lot better. Really well. It did do really yeah. well. Yeah. Um I mean it's also got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, so yeah. obviously it has to count for something.
2: But still in like the in the documentary, it was like the True Lies kind of made Jamie Lee Curtis uh more of a movie yeah. star. I mean, she was yeah. a, she was an actress, a working actress, but you know, she wasn't yeah. like a household name necessarily, unless you were a horror movie fan, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I
1: watched it recently for the first time, and it's great. Yeah, I've, I've he almost seen jumps it. a horse off a building. <laughs> he what? Which is he jumps a Almost horse. jumps over a building <laughs> <laughs> or off a building, almost. Which was I was like, they're not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah. I've, it's been a while, but I remember. Yeah, that movie
1: being really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, do you want to talk about why this didn't do very well at the box office and is kind of like forgotten about a little bit? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> do you want me to talk about it? I mean, do I? I personally? think the only clue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 1993. What blockbuster was released a week before this came out?
2: <laughs> hmm. Um Jurassic Park,
1: possibly. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, you open a film within a month of Jurassic Park opening, you're not gonna get any money. Yeah. It was it was humongous. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> This poor little film. They should have done... <laughs> what? Uh, screw up.
2: Yeah, like Barbenheimer. Try to yeah. do them together and be like, I don't know, jurassic Um <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, or just wait for it to go. It was just bad timing, but it was ahead of its yeah. time too. You know what I mean? Like I feel like, yeah, uh, you know, I've seen enough reviews on Letterboxd that there, there's definitely a community of people out there that think this movie is underrated and needs to be uh talked about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, just very bad timing.
1: Unbelievable, you know? and Arnold bless him, he tried so hard to promote it. From what I've read, he's like. He was doing, you know, interviews all day to try and get, yeah, you know, this thing seen. It just wasn't. And, yeah, it's a real shame.
2: He thought the script was one of the best he had ever read. Well. That's pretty great. I mean, it, it seems like it was probably a pretty fun
1: script. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, and, and also directed by, which we haven't mentioned yet, John McTinn. Who directed Die Hard?
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Which they make fun of reference. They do in the movie. I mean Predator as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, the whole oh, I rewatched Last Action here last night with um my roommates and Sarah and like yeah um they were like oh like that when the movie opened they were like this feels like Die Hard. Yeah, (laughs) which I completely forgot it was directed by the same guy.
1: (laughs) I think Alan Rickman was supposed to be, um, the Charles Dance character, like the the villain with the the eye. Oh, but I think he turned it down due to
0: salary. Yeah,
1: he wanted more money. Um, that's interesting. That would
2: have been great. Yeah. Um. What is uh what is his name, the actor? Is it Charles Dance? Charles Dance. He's in Game yeah. of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty great. As he is villain. good. Yeah. Yeah, he's the menacing bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just constantly getting annoyed with his boss. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's fifth wheel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's a good character. Yeah.
2: There was something in the movie that I noticed that I think is a movie mistake. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. unless there's... Unless I missed something. But, like, when mm-hmm. he, he, like... After he... um, There's the whole scene with him going to uh Schwarzenegger's house within the movie. Yeah. You know, and he... And then there's, like, the car chase... And then he gets away. Um, he comes back to his house and he like takes his glass eye out and he like, you know, polishes it and he puts yeah. it up and then he takes stuff out of his pockets and then he looks at the golden ticket and it's like glowing or whatever. And then he like puts his hand on the wall and it like realizes there's a parallel um, mm. world. And then the TV is on, and you hear the Twilight Zone theme, which is awesome. Love that reference. But, like, when yeah. he turns and looks at the wall, he just has regular eyes. You can see both oh. of his eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, he just took his glass yeah. eye out. Like, why does he just have regular <laughs> eyes now?
1: Something that should have probably caught in post, you would think. Yeah, Yeah.
2: It was very, I don't know what, like... Cause I guess I th- I think all the um, I mean it would have to be all the glass eye stuff is practical. I I guess yeah. It, I assume it's just like a contact lens. Mm. But maybe trying to make it look like he didn't have an eye at all was too expensive, or the makeup artist wasn't there that day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't afford it on the budget. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they're like ah, he's in a movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it will be fine. Um, <laughs> so do you think that watching this as a kid really kind of, I don't know, like worked better? I mean, did you were you more entertained as a kid or as an adult? I know that's hard to kind of
2: um, say. I mean, I think it helps that I saw it as a kid. Yeah. Um, and grew up on action movies. Because, um, because, yeah, I definitely have much more of an appreciation for it now. But it mm-hmm. you know, it also just is a celebration of movies as well. I mean, the uh the Nick character, you know, the movies that he talks yeah. about are like the classics, you know. Yeah. And Greta Garbo and you know, um and then there's the Seventh Seal reference, you know. It's like There is. Yeah. It's you know, that's not exactly an action movie. Um, no, but, uh, you know, so I feel like the movie, you can tell that the, the movie is coming from a place of love. Like,
1: yeah, definitely. I think, you know, watching these films as a kid and being like, I want to live in that film. Yeah. And someone's been like, okay, so what would that look like? You know, if you would magically be able to transport into the world of Die Hard you would be just such a hindrance yeah. <laughs> on, you know, John McLean while he ran around doing his stuff. And they really run with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the set pieces are really funny and like stay in the car, but I never stay in the car. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: Did you uh did you catch Humphrey Bogart?
1: I didn't catch i didn't
2: i didn't catch him till i watched it Rewatched it again he's like at the police station there's like a shot of like Mm. different detectives and stuff and then like he's just there
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff i feel like there's there were were parts of the movie i wanted to pause and just like look at the frame like when he's going through his tapes for his wife I'm like what do, what are what are all these other labels yeah. on these tapes like what do yeah. they say <laughs> yeah. um, and then of course the guy um from Terminator 2 who plays mm-hmm. the I guess it's the T1000 mm-hmm. uh he's like coming out of the
1: building yeah um when they first go on the police station and I think Sharon Stone's character from Basic Instinct. Oh, okay. As well at that point. Yeah. 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 Um.
2: Now I just kind of want to watch the Jack Slater movies. I know, yeah. <laughs> they seem fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. His, his favorite cousin.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy from the beginning?
1: Yeah, the guy that gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is his favorite cousin, isn't it? That's like that's the constant joke. It's like my favorite cousin's been murdered. <laughs> Normally, it's like a family member. Yeah, but they've probably gone through them. His son got killed in the last one. Yeah. So, <laughs> gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then we get Danny DeVito as Whiskers, his uh, cartoon sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't. I don't know if it worked a hundred percent. I can. I get what they were trying to do with Whiskers. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it was. If it kind of 100% landed for me. Yeah. That was when I was a bit like, okay, this is a a bit... too much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It probably works for the kids, though. I bet. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Um, I do wish I'd seen this when I was younger. I think I would have loved it. Yeah. Um, Because it's just so fun.
2: It's just like one of those movies that um, you definitely would
1: have picked up at Blockbuster. Yes, of course. One... Such a great poster. Yeah. Something that I'm like, I wanna watch that. Yeah. It looks like a Universal Studios promotion. It kinda does, yeah. Yeah. But it's like Columbia. Yeah. Sony. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's a great it's a great poster. I feel so lucky that we grew up at the same period of Arnold Schwarzenegger being the man. Yeah. I think I just took him for granted. Yeah. And then when you watch these movies, you realize how great it is to see him on screen. Yeah. You know. And a um, unique kind of movie star. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's great. I just, yeah, I want more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. thing, man. It's like you go back and if you watch the docuseries, it's like... Yeah. um. It's really interesting cuz it goes through his whole life. It's just three episodes, but uh Yeah. Episode 1 is kind of his um bodybuilding career and then yeah. the second episode is his acting career and then the third one is his like political career. Mm. Um But yeah, what a what a crazy kind of story that he has. I know, yeah. And that he did everything
1: he wanted to do that's amazing yeah Uh, it's definitely on my watch list (laughs) i keep saying that but yeah yeah, it's um i really want to read his biography well autobiography as well which i think has the best title it's called total recall (laughs) (laughs) which is spot on but i think if i watch the the docuseries first i think that'll give me like a good you know parentheses to for everything else that's going to be included in the book yeah
2: for sure um, well he has a new uh he has a new show as well called Fubar on Netflix. I haven't watched it but mm. um it's like an action show. Yeah. Okay. Where he's the leading Is... man.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. I haven't seen that.
2: Um or heard of it. So Yeah, that's Netflix for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just make stuff. Arnold. Come on. And yeah. don't tell anybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'd love to do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, he's he's great. I mean, he is. I think probably his his best is Terminator Two. Agreed. I yeah, I never, mean, like nobody would disagree with that.
1: No. But I mean, I mean, just, there's so many good yeah. ones. I feel like I know. There are. I think the thing that Terminator Two gets right that this doesn't is that the um the child actor is a lot less annoying in Terminator Two. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I
2: just He's a little over really the nice. top, but I th- I feel like it works. You know, yeah. it's like the parts yeah. where he's like the uh where he's like um watching he's he's watching Jack Slater four before he gets sucked into the movie. Yeah. yeah he's like You're gonna pay. Ooh, you're gonna
0: pay. (laughs) It's just like.
1: (laughs) My favorite is just how influenced he is by Jack Slater towards the end when he's looking for the other half of the movie ticket and he like drop kicks the (laughs) ticket booth for no reason to get the tickets out. (laughs) It's the climax of the movie, bro. You got it. Yeah, he's got it. Exactly. He just takes this running like. (laughs) <laughs> and then it's he's brilliant.
2: like, "Oh no, oh no!" Ah, oh, here it
0: is. <laughs> and,
1: and you can see it in the pile. It's not like it's hidden. I was like, "It's right there." And he's like, "It's it's still right there."
2: <laughs> They're all gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Ian McKellen bro as yeah death. Yeah, like what a an amazing like actor to get. I mean I know. you know he just wasn't as famous that, yeah. I guess back then but like bro it's Ian McKellen yeah. I know yeah I mean that is just oh, like bro. in retrospective like what a mm-hmm. great great choice
1: yeah yeah it works so well yeah yeah
2: and it especially like I I kind of remember like that being so terrifying when I was a kid I mean, just, like, so haunting and terrifying. Um, Mm -hmm. But now, I think, I feel like if a kid watched it now, you know, that had seen Lord of the Rings, it wouldn't be as terrifying. Just because he's such a... He even seems kind of heartwarming to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Even as death. He's
0: there to help. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um. But yeah, so yeah. great. I love the scythe coming out of the screen. Yeah, and everyone like screaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, kind of reminds you of the uh, the purple rose of Cairo when people are coming out mm-hmm. of the screen. Yeah, definitely. and such a yeah. different uh, take on the same idea. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. I love when they go to the premiere and like the real Arnold is there.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, and his wife too. She's in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, just like making fun of themselves, where she's like, "Don't plug yeah. the gyms."
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the Planet Hollywood. Yeah. It's so tacky. And then yeah. he does it, and
2: she's like, "Why would you do that? Why would you do that to me?" <laughs> <laughs> and the villain guy is like pretty terrifying the
1: is it ripper yeah yeah yeah.
2: especially when he comes in the real world it's like bro
1: (laughs) i know he's like
2: he's like i thought i would i thought i would kill someone it's like it's kind of scary honestly it is dude it is but he looks less scary in the rain i think
1: yes definitely um i mean the makeup is perfect yeah um it looks really really good um yeah which has me wondering what happened with the eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah what well, well, it's like if people notice it like you said was that the first time or the second time when you watched it that you know it was it? the second time the second time yeah i mean it must be pretty obvious to just be kind of like you know that noticeable yeah you know yeah
2: yeah, Weird. no, I mean, it's like two shots where you full-on just see yeah. both of his eyes. Yeah. Well, he's, like, For looking sake. at the camera, too. It's mm-hmm. like the shot where the Twilight music is, Twilight Zone music is playing, and he's, like, looking mm-hmm. at the wall, and he, like, does, his, he, like, turns, does slow turns his head, and he, like, evil villain, like, looks down at the wall, you know, like, head tilted yeah. down, eyes up, and he's just, like, there's both of his eyes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weird.
2: Yeah. Um
0: <laughs>
2: I also really like the the funeral scene. Just that whole scene. The build up to it is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And he like pulls yeah. the finger to
1: detonate the bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she... some of the one liners in this are like some of the best. Yeah. I can remember a guy that I used to go to uni with. He found like a, a a mashup on YouTube of Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes that we would kind of um that we'd like watch, yeah. You know, periodically, and quite a lot of them were from this film. Uh, um, so I enjoyed quite a lot of those. Yeah,
2: I like <laughs> I like his whole scene where he's like trying to to get Leo Lapart out of the funeral. Yeah, (laughs) and he tries to do his voice, and he's like, "Help me, get me out of here!" Oh my god, (laughs) he's alive! This man needs a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone in the family and all the old ladies all have like Uzis,
0: AK forty (laughs) seven. Yeah,
1: I love him as Hamlet as well. (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning. To be or not to be. Not to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. It is. I think that the Hamlet sequence is one of my favorite. Like, as soon as that started, I was like, okay, I'm going to love this film. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. And I think that the fact that Arnold's in on the joke, it's not like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if Arnold saying played Hamlet? Yeah. It's like, I feel like at this point, even he knows that would be a bit ridiculous. Yeah. With my persona. If I was to be like... Hamlet, you
2: know. Yeah, and he already is just like smoking cigars in every I know. <laughs>
1: every scene. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> it's it's great. Uh
2: like when he like it, like his intro to the movie with him like walking on the cop cars and he's got like the leather boots. Yeah. And he like you know, the co- the his boss is yelling at him and everybody's yelling at him and then he's like the guy's supposed to stop him from going in and he's like You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres
1: <laughs> he yeah. just kicks him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he goes fine. Even like the like the normal line deliveries just they just seem so funny when he says it. Like towards him when he's like, Stop shouting, I'm not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh he's pretty. Gosh.
2: He's he's a good actor. You know, he's not he is, like he is yeah. a movie star. You know, but like, yeah, he's not. You never like don't believe it. You know, yeah. Like you're never just like oh he's acting. You know. Mm, I know. Yeah.
1: He's good. Yeah. Classic. Surprise! Surprise. Yeah. Will never ever beat anyone like him. I don't think so, dude.
2: Like even, I mean, even his rival, um, Stallone. I mean, he he's great in his own right. You know, he's not. Yeah. He, he's not. I I don't think it's it's uh. Does anybody any justice to try to compare the two because they're both no they both no. have their own thing. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And just Judgment Day is, I know we've kind of mentioned it, but it's probably the the best sequel of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's down to partly, you know, his performance as the Terminator. Yeah. it's uh, yeah, It makes me want to go and watch it again.
2: You should. We should, good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to hear that from me, but. No.
1: <laughs> that could be review your review on Letterboxd. It's good. It's good.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat>
2: well, speaking of Letterboxd, do you want to yeah. guess what we rated this movie?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um so last time I watched it, I rated it two. Ugh, which kind of pains me a little bit to say. <laughs> um I think you rated it. I think you rated it a four.
2: All right. I'm going to say you rated it three and a half.
1: I rated it a four. Wow. I know. Doubled your rating. Doubled. Yeah. Bam, bam.
2: (laughs) That's a two extra. What about you? (laughs) Uh, I rated it four as well. Sweet. It might go up. Yeah. You know, with some rewatches. Yeah. Definitely something I want to keep rewatching and showing to people. You know, this is one of those movies. It's nice to like. When you go back and you really like it to to be able to show it to other
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest upgrades in terms of like rewatches on Letterboxd I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I don't know what I was doing. Two stars. <laughs> Come on.
2: Maybe you had just seen something
1: else. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, did a double woo with Citizen Kane. I was like, what is this? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. That makes me happy. Yeah. So what
1: does that mean
2: for next week? Yeah,
1: so that means that we are going to be watching a film that I feel like we've kind of almost watched like three times. I feel like it comes up a lot when we kind of, you know, well, we're deciding um, and inspired by action films of the 80s and 90s I have decided that we are going to be watching Robocop from 1987 ah. Um, yeah I've seen this a few times I know that you haven't Um, I'm looking forward to watching it and talking about it
2: yeah that's, that's going to be a good one yeah I've never seen it yeah here we go here we go alright y'all that'll be next week um, but that does bring us to the end of the show you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio or you can follow us individually on Letterboxd I am at Selman Scope and Lewis is at Walker Lewis 3007 and there you can keep up with what we've been watching we also have all of our back episodes streaming on Barbie's back uh, please leave us a rating and review <laughs> so you can know so we can know if you like the film and if you didn't what you would pick for us to watch in the future. Um, Thank you for being here. We'll see you next Sunday for more Film Church Radio. The only thing left to say is...
1: You think you're funny, don't you? I know I am. I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. Schwarzenegger. Gesundheit. (laughs) Amen. 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 I've had the opportunity twice to do the accent, and I didn't do it. (laughs) I think that says a lot about my uh, (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem.
2: It's hard to do sometimes. I thought thought about opening the whole show with it, but I was like, I don't know. We got up early for this one. I don't know if I could do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like it's so impersonated that it's just going to sound terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like Arnold. I'd be like, oh, this is awful. I feel
2: so, like he's uh, like he has such a unique way of saying movies. He's like
0: Mobies, yeah. movies, movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was too bothered about rubber baby boogie bumpers. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. <laughs>